Hi everybody, this is Marcus from Heel Toe Automotive, host of the Heel Toe Corner Club podcast. The Heel Toe Corner Club podcast is a podcast run by myself, owner of Heel Toe Automotive, Marcus DiSabella, and uh, HeelToeAuto.com is a website specializing in Honda and Acura performance parts for enthusiasts. Been online since 2002 and still going strong today. Um, in an effort to expand our media reach, and help people understand a little bit more about the ins and outs of what goes on at Heel Toe and give some like news and new features and commentary on current events and things like that, we started this podcast. So welcome to the show. We are not monetizing this podcast in any sort of way, or at least not planning on doing any kind of advertising or anything like that at all. It's really just sort of a way to get the word out about heel toe. It's a way to um, get to know me maybe a little bit more personally because this format allows me to just sort of chat with you about things that are going on. Um, it's not even really necessarily to promote product. Well, I definitely will be promoting product from time to time, but also talking about some of our different vendors and manufacturers that we deal with. We may have customers or other um, interesting people on as guests. So you might want to subscribe to this podcast because over time, I think you'll find all kinds of little snippets of things that maybe make it um, an entertaining thing for you if you're in the Honda and Acura world. Um, I certainly have been for a long time and feel like I've got a lot of stuff to share. So if you think it's an interesting podcast, definitely make sure that you like us on YouTube, you know, like us on whatever platform you're on, leave a comment, uh, help our algorithm out by just sort of contributing anything whatsoever if you happen to see it. And tell other people about it too. I, um, you know, I'm going to post it up on our social media channels and whatnot when I post new episodes, but really it helps when you reshare and spread the word about those things too, especially if I say something that's particularly interesting or that you learn from it. Uh, that's really kind of the goal here is that uh, you would get something out of this that's valuable that you might want to share with other people. So getting into the current events of this particular podcast, uh, I'm posting up, I just captured this morning, a uh, bit of content about this 1987 Civic that I have in my garage. Um, this podcast is a continuation of a past uh, effort of this podcast that was like a year ago or more. Um, and I think one of the final episodes we were talking about me getting this 87 Civic, which was a totally sweet pickup. Um, uh, it's basically a B20 VTEC third generation Civic hatchback, uh, and that thing just rips. It's got like 200 horsepower to the wheels uh, and a really light package. I think that car is probably like 21 or 2200 pounds. So it's a ton of fun. Um, but I never actually registered it in my name. Part of the reason why is because I haven't been able to get it past DEQ. DEQ is basically the test uh, for emissions that they do here in Oregon. It stands for, stands for Department of Environmental Quality. So the DEQ has to kind of sign off on your vehicle. Apparently, even though it's like 35 years old and only going to be driven a couple of thousand miles a year, they still want it tested. Uh, it's a pretty easy test. They just stiff, stick a sniffer in the tailpipe and measure hydrocarbon output. Um, and just make sure the catalytic converter is working and the car is running well. And I'm barely failing. Barely, barely, barely. So a couple of weeks ago, I actually drove the car to DEQ just to try to test it again. And it was so close. I brought it home and I thought, you know what? I just need to get in here and tinker with the ECU and get it to pass. It's got a Honda S300 in it. Um, 
Well, I did that. I downloaded the calibration. I thought I was going to make a change to it, but I found that the car wouldn't start after I downloaded the calibration. And I just, for life of me, cannot figure out why the hell that is. We've tried distributor, ECU change. I've tried a handful of different things, and it's just not really getting me anywhere. So that YouTube video is going up probably around the same time as this podcast is going up. Um, give it a watch, and on that particular video, I'm asking people to leave maybe any kind of like ideas of what it might be, but we've kind of already ruled out main, main relay ECU. We're going to try to rule out distributor today, but it's just not getting spark. It's, it's pretty cryptic. Um, something else that's pretty new, and this is maybe going to be a little bit nicer for people who are watching on YouTube, is we have a new product from Fastline Performance. So yeah, this product is a set of wheel spacers. Uh, these wheel spacers are 5 by 120 with a 64 millimeter hub, and, I, uh, ha and they have M14 by 1.5 studs on them. And these are designed specifically for the Acura TLX. And the reason why is because people seem to favor a 25 millimeter spacer because it doesn't have any interference with uh, the factory hub uh, studs, which will interfere with the... Uh, pockets in the back of a wheel if they only use a 20 millimeter spacer. So a popular wheel spacer that we've sold in the past and currently sell is the H&R spacer and they're available in this spec only in 20 and 27 millimeters. Um, but you know what? Plenty of people just want to go with 25 and I can't say I disagree that 25 seems like a more logical number to be going with. Um, so I had these made. Uh, Fastline Performance, if you weren't aware, is an in-house brand of ours where we market and sell uh, really kind of like more performance parts, like sports and performance and high, um, like uh, we got stuff like uh, clutch hoses and brake lines and the fast line shifter for B and D series cars. Um, we try to make sure that the parts we sell under fast line performance name uh, live up to a high performance standard. And these spacers definitely do. I've looked up the specs on all kinds of different spacers and I couldn't find any that had these matching qualities. These are forged alloy forged heat treated aluminum um, and the studs are actual chromoly steel so they're a really cool gunmetal color as you'll see on the YouTube uh, and they have black studs so they just look really really awesome uh, they kind of got like a mirrored gunmetal finish they probably look pretty good just against just about any wheel so rather than just going silver or black the finish is nice, the material is strong, and we can completely stand behind these things. So definitely check that out on the YouTube channel. I've got more beauty shots and things coming for the website pretty soon. And we're also trying to get together and launch a Fastlane Performance website. So it's starting basically a whole new website, and I'm just not really, you know, trying to find the time to do that. But it's been a long time since I made a website, so... You know, more to come on that. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to give a quick mention, if you looked on our YouTube channel uh, or on Instagram stories, we did a blast, uh, just a quick overview of some engine mounts that we're having made. Uh, billet aluminum engine mounts for TSXs and TLs 04 to 08. We're doing front and rear mounts and they're billet, but the, I think the most important thing about them is that they have rubber isolators rather than polyurethane. The factory engine mounts are basically like hollow rubber and they do a really good job of damping vibration and noise, but they break prematurely. And if you have one of these cars, you know that's a fact. Um, the solution has been to go with Innovative, or if you have TSX, Innovative, or Hasport mounts. These mounts are made with polyurethane bushings, which are fine for holding the engine in the car. They're actually really strong. 
Um, they help prevent wheel hop and such. All that happens with these, with these cars. Um, but the polyurethane mounts have like no vibration damping in them whatsoever. I mean, even if you go from 60A to 70 to 80 or 90, like they all feel like trash, basically. The, the car vibrates and, and makes a lot of noise. You'll find a lot of people online saying that they don't find the noise to be all that bad or after so many miles, it doesn't really bother them. That's all true. I mean, I've got polyurethane mounts in my TSX, innovative ones, and I can't say that, um, you know, it's like a deal breaker, breaker driving that car because they're in there, but it is a lot more noisy and intrusive. And as I keep the car nice and upgraded over time, I'm kind of getting over the fact that it's all noisy and vibey inside. So I really wanted to get a solution out there that had maybe like a way to keep a sturdy mount in there that wasn't quite as much of a compromise that the innovative ones are. And that's what these Fastline Performance billet engine mounts are all about. So really super excited about those. Pricing, final availability, the look and all that is soon to come. So uh, we will definitely again update you as that progresses. Uh, so now on to the topic of the day. Now, I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as I can um, because there's more detail available, but you know, maybe a little bit beyond the scope of what I'm trying to share today. And that is about uh, Heeltoe's takeover of CT engineering, icebox intakes, and short shifters. So somewhere around, um, I can't remember the year, maybe it was around like 2010, 2011, Comtech USA, the company that made the, uh, the uh, ice boxes that we're, we're talking about actually kind of split. They split between the machine shop and the parts company, and the parts company became CT Engineering. Some of the staff went to CT Engineering to continue production of ice boxes, headers, exhaust, superchargers, all the retail stuff that was available. And over time, staff and supply and cost issues sort of dwindled the product lines down to just sort of basically the minimum of the superchargers, air intakes, and short shifters. Maybe a couple other little bits in there too, but CT Engineering after so many years became somewhat of a shadow of itself. And uh, somewhere around 2016 or 2018, I think it was, I think it was 2018, I got a phone call from the manager over there, Nate, and he asked me if I wanted to take over the intake production, to which I said, absolutely I do. Um, we were on the short list of one company that was called to ask. We got right of first refusal for being one of the better customer service and capable of producing parts in-house. They knew that we had the capability of of organizing it, so we got to take it over. We bought all the tooling, we bought all the materials that they had, but we didn't get any uh, inventory, uh, mostly just intellectual property. And over the next couple of years, we worked with a couple of different vendors and got the pieces uh, and tooling all set up so that we can produce these parts. And that's basically what we've been doing for the last bunch of years. Now we get the plastic boxes from one place and there's some internal fab that we do hear about those. We get the brackets made, bent, anodized, welded, whatever they, whatever they are. And uh, yeah, basically mostly it's myself just cutting these things in the back. So it takes me a little bit of time to get it done. I'm sort of making them as I can go. It's not a very quick process, but we are definitely uh, producing those intakes still. So we're keeping heel toe up to date with uh, the availability of these intakes. Also, I would like to get a CT engineering website and get possession of the CT Engineering uh, social media pages too. So as things develop with that, um, I'll tell more about that as it goes. So anyway, uh, that was really all I wanted to talk to you about uh, today. A lot of people ask about the CT intakes and just 
Want to say that yes, it's legit. I am making them, they are available. No, they're usually not in stock. Yes, if you order it, you will get one. No, it won't take a year. But yes, it's probably gonna be a month or two in between, you know, basically productions of those things. I think the next production is gonna be shipping somewhere around the end of September. So uh, there you have it. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. I really appreciate your participation in our effort here. Uh, if you've got any feedback for me, I really would want to hear from you. This podcast is something sort of new for me. Um, I want to make sure the audio is good, the video is good. If you leave comments on YouTube, we are getting more comments on YouTube for sure. Um, I, I will definitely get those and reply to every single one of them. Still working out the Apple podcast hiccup. I feel like I got a little somewhere today, but it's still not up. So podcasting is uh, kind of an interesting thing in that way, but I'm really glad that YouTube is available for us to promote on. All right, well, until next time, have a really wonderful day, and Heel Toe is in your corner.